What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black, 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I heard you were a farmer. I'm Mike. Tommy. That's Tommy. Hold Hi, on. Mike. My dogs are barking. Let me redo that. No, we're not redoing it at all. We're just going to keep going. So Mike is now going after his uh, dogs. And yeah, Mike, we're not redoing it. We're just what? Gonna... Yeah, we're just continuing on. Oh. This is wow. a one-take show. Everyone knows that. I want to redo it, though. Well, you know, too bad. What if I keep the first part in and then I just redo it? What do you mean keep the first part in? Like, like I, I, we keep it in the episode, but then I just, you know, start over and go. Oh, you so know. you like, we keep all of this and then you start over as if nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's reset here. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. I heard you were a farmer. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone, for the first Kevin time. Is not... <laughs> Kevin is not here, but welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive Money Dex Podcast. We are back. I am on top of my game, as you can tell from that intro, that I definitely did not have to redo. And we got a lot to talk about, even though Kevin's not here. He's a busy guy. I don't, I don't know exactly what he's busy with, but I hope it's something worthwhile. Well, I know he's he's got a big party coming up this weekend that I'm looking mm. forward to. Um, mm. So we'll make sure to, um, uh, for the next episode, give a, a full breakdown of what we did at the party, um, what kind of shenanigans were had. And I'm hoping I get to go there um, and not just be on dad duty the whole time. Um, parties now with my baby aren't as fun <laughs> as you can imagine. That's true. That's true. I can, uh, I can relate. but. As I mentioned, a lot to talk about. We've not done a quack question in a long time, so I want to do a grab bag of quack questions because we've we've got a few good ones in here. But before we do that, I want to talk about Once Upon a Time in Anaheim, E60 documentary. Tommy, you have not seen it yet. That is correct. I honestly just kind of slipped my mind these last few days. That is okay. But I did. I would highly recommend it. It was good. I, the first, like, 15 minutes are literally... About the movies, there's some good, uh, there's some good tidbits in there. There's some behind the scenes stuff that I had not seen before, uh, just like the kids playing around on the ice and stuff like that. Uh, you had interviews with Steve Brill, uh, a couple of the actors, Jordan Kerner, the producer, Michael Eisner, uh, and my favorite moment, I will say, was Mike Madano, who has some real regret about how he flubbed his lines and had to be demoted to North Star number two. Uh, so I thought that was a great moment. You could tell he really, uh, he was really feeling embarrassed about how he could not get it together. So they had to reduce his lines. And, and I make think he used that as great. he used it as motivation for the rest of his career, and that's how he was able to hoist that Stanley Cup. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Mighty Ducks uh, movie is leading to a, another Stanley Cup, I should say, because uh, he had the franchise win it later on. But yeah, good stuff. I enjoyed it. If you're a Mighty Ducks fan and you're listening to this podcast, I think you would enjoy it, at least the beginning. And then you get into, you know, the franchise and stuff like that, and it's just fun to hear the story. So, there you go. We may or may not have more on that next week. We'll see what happens. But, 
speaking of Mike Madonna, let's move on to our first quack question. This comes via the Discord, and it's from uh, Kyle underscore Borg. And he says, did some film work today. When Mike Madonna shares he heard Bombay was a farmer, I was curious how that would have changed the storyline of the Ducks. Ducks versus recast as corporate big farm? Question mark. Honey, Frank Huddy becomes a farming neighbor? Question mark. In the Ducks multiverse, how does Mighty Ducks play out differently if Bombay was a farmer before coaching the team? Well, so. this is um, this is exactly the kind of thing we're here for. Um, <laughs> so I think, first off, when you think farming, you don't stereotypically think about Minnesota because you think about how cold it is. However, um, Minnesota, according to the Minnesota Historical Society, uh, their largest agricultural commodities are corn, soybeans, hogs, cattle, and dairy. Mm. And so I envision Gordon being a dairy farmer. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, it's something where he would be like, um, have his uh, cows, like he's like rounding them up or whatever. He like shoots like a, a can like at the gate to close it or something like that kind of relishing his old uh, hockey days. Um, but I think the question is, does he, like, get a DUI? If you're on, like, a huge farm and it's your land, it's tough to get a DUI. So I don't know if he, if we have to, like, come up with some storyline to get him into the city and then he gets the DUI. Well, maybe um, he was, like, bringing his his prized cattle to, um like, a, like a show or something like that. Um, and he gets pulled over with them in the trailer and he's like, you're endangering yeah. livestock. Um, cause he, he, or he like just won the big show and he's like, I just won my 30th show. I remain undefeated. I was like, well, what about, you know, the, that FFA one, you know, six years ago? Like, well, that doesn't count. Cause you know, I, you know, I, I nailed the, the farming reporter or something. I don't know. Yeah. I like that. I like that. He's not, you know, the super cocky person, but I might be, wrong. you know, it's like, you know, he's kind of like the slick black hair, like the, the limo and everything. So is he kind of like a country bumpkin, which is very stereotypical of us. But maybe he's like <laughs> into like, you know, big corporate farming. Like maybe mm. he's kind of like he sells like John Deere tractors and he kind of swindles farmers. Yeah. So yeah. He's that. got something going. I like that. He's got something going on the side where he's not just, yeah, the the, you know good old friendly farmer selling his stuff at the farmer's market. So yeah, he's got like sort of an empire going and then, yeah, you could have the cockiness. I don't know a, I guess how Frank Huddy plays into this. And then B it's always kind of assumed on my part, at least that, you know, Bombay is such a good lawyer. He sort of gets out of it and gets this like light sense of community service for a DUI. So we'd have to, you know, figure out frank is frank like his his apprentice or like a worker on the farm and... maybe it's, maybe it just kind of changes the whole scope and it's like you know it's it's all about the farming community and he gets in trouble for doing something farming related and then he's mm. got to coach like the pond farm games or maybe not even hockey maybe he's got to yeah. coach some like um like mutton bust anyone <laughs> knows what that is like four-year-olds riding around on sheep yes. and it's um pretty funny to watch um they're wearing helmets thank god because otherwise there'd be a lot of uh, concussed children yeah um, but yeah i think it also begs the question of um why did mike mcdonald think he became a farmer that's a great point was that's it a, a dig like was he making fun of him yeah I'm is there to... like a, a farming term with hockey i'm not familiar with 
I'm trying to think of the context, but like it was just bad. Like this guy ruled in Pee Wee from Basil McRae and stuff like that, and then, oh yeah, I heard or you were a farmer. Like, why? Who was telling Bob Mike Madano that this guy Bombay, who he doesn't even really know, is a farmer? It's a it's a a mystery about. I guess the legend of Bombay is so great that he's just this legend in. I guess Minnesota and Canadian circles. This this legendary Pee Wee kid, and then it's like, oh, why didn't he make the NHL? What happened to him? And then it somehow the story morphed into instead of a lawyer, he was a farmer. Yeah, and like if he's a farmer, like is it because he did not go to Eden Hall, or is it because you know? And and then of course that changes the the whole direction of the Ducks. But maybe it is he's come some kind of like slimy corporate farmer kind of thing i don't know if there are corporate farmers out there i'm again i'm thinking of the stereotypical you know hard work and overalls you know mm-hmm. waking up at four in the morning you know kind of thing and so maybe bombay was like revolutionizing farming but then at the other time you do have like you know these you know disgusting farms where you have got like chickens just like stacked on themselves and you know, just force fed um, so they can then be slaughtered. So maybe he was doing that kind of farming or maybe he was like data farming. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, think, I don't know if the 90s, like that was a big enough thing, but that would be a nice little twist uh, and a weird way for Mike Madonna to bring up. Like, oh, I heard you were a farmer. Yeah, I've I've been to a Tyson chicken farm and it is um, not a great experience. So you went to a Tyson chicken farm when? Yeah, uh, my mother-in-law's like friend from high school run ran it, or continues to run it in the in the deep woods of Arkansas. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, it was an experience for sure. There's just like rows and rows of these chickens, and uh, yeah, it was not it was not like oh that's cool. It was just kind of like uh, all right, I feel kind of bad. I don't want to know this much. So anyway. Back to farming. I think Bombay is an empire of sorts in the farming world. And he does. Yeah, I I like the community aspect of like the farmers. Like he does something to upset the farmers. And then he has to do this thing to like repay his debt to the farmers. So I like that. It's not even like a legal thing. Yeah, the setting, I guess, would become a little more rural. I don't I don't think we're getting like inner city kids yeah, I think you're getting like um he catches some kids who are like trying to steal his crops or like tip his cows. Right. And he makes them play on the team or something like that. Yeah, they're like they're, you know, bored or like they're in a one room schoolhouse and you know, the team is gonna fold because they don't have a coach. So you didn't have die of a heart attack, they just like don't have a coach. And he teaches this kid these kids how to play hockey for the, you know, to give them something to do and then you know they go on and they go to the state championship or whatever a little bit of um i guess a little hoosiers where it's like the small town against the big metropolis inner city team so i think that's that's how it changes anything else i guess frank cut is just part of the the community is just his farmer friend i mean what... like a rival just because like they're rivals in the court so he'd be a rival farmer mm, okay yeah yeah, I think that's it. Anything else on, on the farming? I this was this was good. We got deep here. I think we could, we this could be like a, you know how Marvel did like the what if 
cartoons on Disney Plus. Uh, this this could be an episode here. So, like what uh, if Bombay again. actually became a farmer? Yeah, exactly. So there we go. But uh, any anything else we need to discuss on Bombay before a farmer before we move on to the next question? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, let's move on. To our second correct question of the day. This comes from jbeasley777. This got some good discussion in the Discord. I think people will have a lot of uh, opinions on this. You get to save five episodes of Game Changers, Jared says. Which ones do you keep on Disney Plus? So, Tommy and I both came up with our lists. I have, I have four season one episodes and actually one season two episode. How many do you have? What's your breakdown? It's also four and one. Okay. Do you have uh, my first one is episode one? Do you have yes, episode one? I, okay. I have episode one. First of all, it's a good episode. Second of all, like not even thinking about how, like, oh, if you start an episode three, how the hell are you supposed to understand what's going on? Thinking about like what are, and this really is what are the best episodes? Right. Um, and so these are the ones you keep that you would rewatch, not like show to someone for the first time. And so one is definitely on there for me. Yeah, and just like the whole factor of it being back in Bombay comes out of the fog. You, I think you have to have episode one. Mm-hmm. My second episode, Spirit of the Ducks, episode six. Do you have any before episode six? You know, I was trying to think, and I'm again, we don't have access to the episodes anymore. <laughs> um, so some of them are like, um, like episode two is pretty good, honestly, um, called Dusters, um, mm-hmm. which is essentially like, Bombay gets Alex to um I think they kind of get on board there um and Bombay starts to kind of like hey yeah I will kind of coach these guys whatever or kind of be more involved um but no I think um Spirit of the Ducks um because again I'm only picking four in the first season I think Spirit of the Ducks is is the one I'm going for for the second one and I think Spirit of the Ducks is gonna be unanimous between like across the board for anyone who's watched this show Right, that's probably the top episode. Yeah, I had episode six as my second one. The episode two is a good one because the ending for me, that's like maybe one of the top five, maybe top three moments of my next game changes for me. It was like when Evan was like, it doesn't, it's not fun to get your ass kicked. And then they all came out onto the ice and bomb bases. I'm like, that was a, that was a great moment. But in, ter- in total of the episode, I think you got to leave it off. My next episode. Well, let's go to the let's go to probably the most common episode, episode ten. Do you have the the finale of season one in there? Yes, I do have the finale of season one in there. I, I think it's um again it puts a nice bow on it, but you also get like the you know them finally playing the ducks or whatever, and and so I I definitely have ten on there. All right, so those are the three I think everyone's gonna have on there, and then we go to the interesting one. So. My fourth episode mm-hmm. is actually episode eight of season one, entitled Change on the Fly. This was really the Logan and Bombay episode. He learns, he gets better. He's got the like, conflict with Nick because Nick, you know, wants to hold this over him that he scored a goal and, and Logan did it. And Logan, you know, there's that whole deal. And then he scores at the end when they trick Alex and Alex is still being like, win at all costs. They trick Alex and Logan scores on, on the pancake shot. So that is my episode eight. What is your final episode of season one that you're keeping? Uh, I'm going to go episode nine. Um, Cause I okay. kind of like, you get a lot of coach T in that episode. 
And I think we all predicted that, oh, he's just like, he's messing with Bombay, whatever. But mm-hmm. you get to see him like drinking a beer and all that, like in his element. Um, so I liked um, episode nine, even though some of like the last couple episodes when they're like, some of it's a little bit weird, you know, um, and you get the whole like ineligibility or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I still liked it a lot. And it, it does like just like set up episode 10 very well. Um, so I'm I'm keeping nine and ten basically kind of as a combo. Um, okay. So yeah, one, six, nine, ten is what I'm keeping from season one. Yes, I thought about episode nine. I just wasn't like the biggest fan of the whole dance thing. So I was like, mm. but I, I wasn't the biggest fan. But I do remember like um, you know like a Nick in it being you know fun or whatever. So like, and I wanted yeah. to get some good Nick in there. And also, was that the Cheerios episode? That like yes, that is the Cheerios episode where yes, yeah. So yeah. like, uh, gotta get that in there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was the only I did consider nine. That was probably my my number six, just because of the Coach D and Bombay aspect, and you know how like all kinds of flips. But yeah, the the dance thing pushed it out for me. And then we go to our final episodes to save, and I'm going all the way to the end, episode twenty, just the wrap up. It did, as I mentioned at the time, it did hit me in the feels. Uh, you know, with, with, uh, what was his name? Jace. I was going to say Naveen Paddock, Jace and Colin Cole, you know, working their things out, even if it was rushed and then sort of wrapping up the whole deal with Evan getting the, the interest from the D3 school and all that kind of stuff. There was, it was rushed and, you know, there are criticisms of it, but I am keeping it because it did it did hit me emotionally so i'm keeping that one tommy what is your final episode i think that's that's a good one um i'm actually going with episode six twigs um and if you guys remember if you go back listen to them as we were watching them in real time with everyone this was right before spare the ducks part two so we're like Mm -hmm. oh it ends so well it's like we're gonna get something in the next episode it's all building up to this moment and so i remember being like really excited and also you get some like some good stuff from Jace at the end. He's like, Hey, I'm fucking pissed now. Like we're going to go and we're going to win, you know? And so like, yes, he's coming into his own. So I'm going to take twigs, like the whole them playing with off hands, them tying two two. It's like, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know, but I I did appreciate, you know, some of that um, stuff. And again, it kind of hits the whole, like, Hey, we're at a hockey camp. Let's play hockey and let's play to win kind of thing. So I'm keeping twigs from season two. Although um, episode nine, the summer breezers is also, um, is also good. Um, but again, season two, we know like, we're, are we going to remember it fondly? I don't know, but I think uh, twigs is um, probably, is it my favorite episode from season two? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would say the, the locker room scene at the end, I mm-hmm. think is a great one. I think that's a that's a top moment from season two. So I can see where it comes from for sure. Um, yeah, the the offhand thing, as you mentioned, kind of meh. But you, you're gonna have some flaws when you get deep into the selections here. So I I am curious to see what Kevin would pick for this. We're gonna have to ask him. Uh, he might go all season one, but we're gonna have to ask him. Uh, yeah, I think he goes. One ten, Spirit of the Ducks, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see the other two that he picks. You know, maybe um, if there are any good like coach team moments, and that's another reason why. Again, I liked nine, 
And then I guess also for um for Mike picking episode nine of season two where you get Coach T there in that last uh like the last reveal that was like a fun ending. Yeah, yeah, that's why I did, that is part of what swayed me to the last episode is you know Coach T was back. He has his little monologue about what the loss did to him and how he had to go to Canada and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, having Coach T back definitely pushes the selection for me for episode uh, twenty, I guess, uh, or episode 10 of season two i am i don't know if we're overlooking spirit of the ducks part two as we mentioned i think we had built it up in our mind as you know the ducks are coming back and that is sort of play as we mentioned at the time as well it was a good episode if we didn't have those expectations going in but it's tough to remove that um expectation from it versus uh just taking the episode at face value if you're doing it, but I guess, I guess, as you mentioned, if you're, if you're looking at going back to rewatch these, you probably wouldn't go back to that just about the feelings that you had. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it was just too much of a disappointment. Um, but if you watch it like in a vacuum, and I think I had said that too, like at the mm-hmm. time, like in a vacuum, it was a good episode, but right. we were just so disappointed. So, uh, it's okay. I'll still allow it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. We have, let's see, we have time. Well, we have time for one more. Let's take a short break and then we'll come back with our final quack question. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. We have one more quack question in this grab bag of quack questions. This one comes via Twitter uh, from at SoHeyImJ. He says, McGill follows coach's orders to hurt Banks and is labeled a villain. Portman defies Bombay, intentionally hurts others, and hurts the team by penalties, yet he gets cheered. Should Portman be revered for for doing what we boo McGill for? And it's an interesting question. I have some thoughts. Do you want me to go I first mean, time? Yes, even though Portman was literally thrown out of game for, quote, intent to injure. Right. You know, M- McGill's trying to, like, end this kid's career, Banks. Mm-hmm. And he has no second thoughts whatsoever when, you know, Coach Riley tells him, like, take him out of this game. While Larson's like, what are you doing? Um, and so I would say it's an apples and oranges thing. Like, mm-hmm. If, if you're just told two scenarios and you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, they should both be, you know, treated like, um, you know, poor sports, essentially. Um, but I think it's different. And, you know, remember the Iceland guys, they're, they're bigger and they're stronger. They have more body hair. And mm-hmm. so they're like adults. Yeah, I think it's also applied like McGill. 
it wasn't necessarily like a true cheap shot, but it was like kind of a dirty play where I think Portman was being physical and he, I don't think he was intentionally trying to injure him, which I think is the biggest difference. I also do think it is a matter of perspective with Portman. I think he, you know, when he's on your side, it's great. And you know, you cheer Portman, but yeah, I, I'm sure Iceland fans hate Portman and like think he's a dirty player and hate him. So um, I do think since we, assuming are on the duck side, we are a little more favorable to him and a little more against McGill. But I think McGill is sort of unquestionably trying to hurt him and dirty. And as you mentioned, Larson showed some consciousness. There was the, there was a a a right and wrong to it which we saw specifically one, one thing to kind of put in there. And so like speaking of Iceland and so you remember when bank scores against Iceland, he's like, yeah, we got one. And then is it Sanderson who just mm. boom goes right. right for the wrist. That's, I guess the dirtiest play of the entire trilogy. Isn't I it? I agree. Yeah. And Sanderson After should the be whistle? sent packing like, cause they obviously see it cause he gets a penalty. Right. So yes. he should be sent packing from the tournament. Yeah. And so After... that also helps justify Portman's behavior. I think. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Like coming back the next game and sort of getting retribution or coming back later in the game and sort of getting retribution for, you know, what they did to your teammate is a good point. Like they sort of started it for sure. Uh, You could, there's some, I think people have taken some issue with Banks celebrating like he did, like pointing at the goal. Um, So, but yeah. That's true. He should have scored and then skated off. Yeah, but you don't do a two-hander on the kid's wrist. Like maybe you might check him or like try to grab the jersey and, you know, do, you know, a little tussling. But yeah, the two-hander on the Even wrist. then you're up, what, 11 to one? 11? It's like, you don't need to, you just, you don't need, you just like laugh at him. So like, look at the scoreboard, idiot. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. If so... it was the other way, if Iceland guys were celebrating like that after they scored, the Ducks would, I think, have more free range to just like shove them. Like not like, yeah, you know, hit him with fucking their stick winding yeah. up like that. Um, so I don't know. There's a we'll have to get like a hockey referee one of these days to like say like, <laughs> hey, what what should happen in this youth tournament to this to the Iceland kid who did that? That's a good that's a good idea. We can get a ref on here for sure. All right. Um, yeah. So I think the the overall summary is Miguel was intentionally trying to injure, intentionally trying to play, take a player out of the game, where Portman was just trying to be... Like, I don't think his his motivation was 100% to intentionally take players out of the game other than just, you know, be a physical presence. Um, does he hurt the team by penalties? Yes. But he also... Yeah, the, the, it, he gets punished for what he does, where, you know, maybe McGill, you know, does McGill even get thrown? He gets a penalty. He doesn't even get really thrown out the game. Yeah, that. it's a penalty. I'm not sure if he's thrown out of the game. So, yeah, and Portman, as you mentioned, was getting retribution for what they did to a player uh, in a previous game, which we see that a lot, you know. I grew yeah, up during... and like, you'd want Portman on your team 10 times out of 10. Right. Yeah, I grew up during the the Red Wings and Avalanche, you know, rivalry, and it was always like, oh, this thing happened last game, so now this is what's going to happen this game, and there are fights, you know, two seconds after the puck drop and stuff like that. So I think that is more within sort of the 
hockey unwritten rules than what McGill did. So there you go. We are about at time here. Three good quack questions. It's always good to get the quack questions in. I feel bad when we go too long without them. So there you go. You know what to do. Thequacktech.com. Go there. Contact us at QuackTechPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Give us five stars. Write a review. doesn't really matter what it says. I don't think so, at least when, you know, we try to go up the charts and whatnot. Thanks to our producers, Aaron, still the most recent producer, executive producer, Aaron. We appreciate you, Aaron. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey, ain't no time.